Hello, all our internet friends. Welcome to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. And we're so glad you're here. This is Glenn. And this is Linda. We hope you've had a great week. We here at our house have been working on a sound system this week for a gospel group called Forgiven. Technology has advanced in leaps and bounds the last several years, and that has brought down the size and weight of equipment. And that is great news for older folks like us who have to carry it in and set it up. Technology has also advanced to do some remarkable things in music also. We've been working very hard to keep up with these changes. Remember now, we're old folks. Things like artificial intelligence ensample the playing of great artists, then creating a, and assembling that style of playing from chord progressions and in a certain key and music that you select. When we perform, we bring this music in on a small computer and process it on the spot, creating a live sound in concert for all the instrumentation heard, giving it as much a live feel as possible. We've been putting together this system uh, that is in one small carrying case, and it's wireless except for the power cords. That we could that we just walk in and plug it up and use it. Like any new technology, it requires working out the bugs in it, and that has what has been what we have been laboring on the last several months. And it's just about ready and just in time, as Forgiven is working up a concert tour that we are so excited about. You can contact us about this and from our information on our website, and that's at www.glendawsonea.com. That's www.glendawsonea.com. Or you can call us at 859-494-5120. That's www.glendawsonea.com. That's Glenn with two N's. Our call us, as said above, 859-494-5120. This week we're looking at a song that compels us to examine what what is salvation? What's faith? What is belief? What happens when salvation comes into our lives? Dying with Jesus by death reckoned mine. Living with Jesus a new life divine. Looking to Jesus till glory does shine. Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. Moment by moment, I'm kept in his love. Moment by moment, I've life from above. Looking to Jesus till glory doth shine. Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. Never a trial that he is not there. Never a burden that he does not bear. Never a sorrow that he does not share. Moment by moment, I'm under his care. Never a heartache or never a groan. Never a teardrop and never a moan. Never danger, but there on the throne, moment by moment, he thinks of his own. Never a weakness that he does not feel. Never a sickness that he cannot heal. Moment by moment, in woe or in well, Jesus, my Savior, abides with me still. Moment by Moment is a hymn written by D.W. Whittle in the 19th century. The lyrics speak about Jesus moment by moment, relying on his strength and grace for comfort and salvation. 
This text was written by Daniel Whittle. The tune was composed by his daughter, May Whittle Moody, who was born in Chicago, Illinois, on March the 20th, 1870. Her father was a revival evangelist and an associate of Dwight L. Moody. Originally named Mary, she preferred to be called May. At age 15, she attended the girls' school, which was established by Moody in Northfield, uh, Maine. Later, she was educated at Oberlin College in Ohio and at the Royal Academy of Music in London, England. Having a good singing voice, she often assisted Whittle and Moody in their evangelistic campaigns. Mrs. Moody also composed the tunes for a number of her father's later songs. Daniel Whittle was a unique servant of the Lord, a Civil War hero who lost an arm in the Battle of Vicksburg. Major Whittle later became an effective evangelist and hymn writer. Here in his own words is how he first met Dwight Moody a century and a half ago. A big meeting of some kind was being held in the tabernacle, and with some help I was able to attend, although I was still weak from loss of blood and with my arm in a sling. I was called upon to speak, and as I got slowly to my feet, feeling shy and embarrassed and weak, a strong voice called out, Give him three cheers, boys! And they were given with a will, for every heart was bursting with patriotism in those days. And the sight of a wounded soldier in a blue uniform stirred the blood. And how that calmly thought and ringing cheer stirred my blood. How grateful I was to them. And the one who called out, Give him three cheers, was Dwight L. Moody. Ara Sankey said that while at the Ford's Fair in Chicago, Reverend Henry Valley stated, I don't like the hymn. I need the every hour. I need him moment by moment. Major Whittle was so impressed with the thought that after the prayer session, he went to his room and wrote the hymn moment by moment. He worked on writing and rewriting the hymn till about 2 a.m. The next day, he brought it to Sankey. Sankey recounts, Mr. Whittle brought the hymn to me in manuscript a little later, saying that he would give me the copyright of both the words and music if I would print for him 500 copies on fine paper for distributing among his friends. His daughter, May Whittle, who later became the wife of Will R. Moody, composed the music. I did as Mr. Whittle wished, and I sent him the, the hymn to ink to England, where it was copyrighted on the same day. In England, the hymn came very popular, falling into the hands of a well-known Reverend Andrew Murray of South Africa, then visiting London. He adopted it as his favorite hymn. A year later, uh, Mr. Murray visited uh, Northfield, and while holding a meeting for men in the, in the church, he remarked, if Sankey only knew a hymn which founded in London and would sing it, he would find it embraces my entire creed. I was very anxious to know what hymn it was, and when he had recited it, I said to him, Doctor, that hymn was written within 500 yards of where we are standing. For years, Dr. Murray had his wife sing this hymn in nearly all his meetings. It also became a great favorite in South Africa during the war. Of the two dozen 
uses of the word moment in the English Bible most refer to the brevity of life and the sadness of God's judgment. For example, in Exodus 33:5, we read, For the Lord had said to Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, You are stiff-necked people. I will come in the midst of, of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore, now put off thy ornaments from thee, that I may know what to do with thee. But there are a couple of exceptions. When the Lord speaks of the future restoration of the nation of Israel, he compares her to a fruitful vineyard that he waters every moment. In Isaiah 27, 2-3, it says, In that day sing ye unto her a vineyard of red wine. I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every morning, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. The Hebrew word for moment there is rega, meaning in the blink of an eye. They're giving the idea of constantly. When the New Testament refers to the in, to the coming resurrection, we are told it will happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one and fifty two. Behold, I show you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The Greek word for moment is atmos, signifying the tiniest possible instant of time. Apply these thoughts to the refrain of Major Whittle's song, Moment by moment I'm kept in his love, constantly even down to the tiniest fraction of time. Moment by moment God's children are kept securely in his love, and nothing, nothing can separate us from it. In Romans eight thirty-five through 39 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our peril, our sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sleep, sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which in Christ, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Savior intercedes for us on the throne in Hebrews seven twenty five. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. And he says in Hebrews four fourteen through 16 Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The opening line of the hymn may be somewhat obscure, 
dying with Jesus by death reckon mine. The major means that when we put our faith in Christ, we are in effect reckoning or counting his death to be our own. The reason we are no longer under God's condemnation as Christian is that we paid the price for our sins there uh, by Christ on Calvary. There is actually a past, present, and a future of our salvation alluded to in the part of the stanza. Whittle uses the word will, saying that the Lord is with us in woe or in will. The latter word means happiness or well-being. So he's saying that God is present and at work in our lives, in both the bad times and the good. In the past, we were reckoned to have died in Christ. I've been crucified in Christ, Paul says in Galatians 2.20. In the presence of life of Christ is being revealed in us by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. We are living with Jesus in the new life divine. Christ lives in me, says Paul in Galatians 2.20. As to the future, we look forward to eternal glory with Christ when he pre presents himself to the glorious church in Ephesians 5.27. We belong to him. He cares for us every moment. This hymn reminds us of the blessings that accompany our daily life with Christ. The first stanza says that we belong to him. Dying with Jesus by death reckoned mine. Living with Jesus is a new life divine. Looking to Jesus till glory doth shine. Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. Christians belong to Jesus because they have died with him in baptism. Romans 6, 3-4 says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. After this they have been raised with him as a new creation. In Second Corinthians 5.17 reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Creature, All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And throughout our lives, they can look, they can look to Jesus as their guide. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 tells, tells us, Wherefore, seeing we are all compassionate, passed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with persistence, with patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, dispensing the shame and it is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. In stanza two, it says that he cares for us. Never a trial that he is not there. Never a burden that he does not bear. Never a sorrow that he does not share. Moment by moment, I'm under his care. He cares for us in our trials. As we read in First Peter 4.12, Beloved, think it not strange 
concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. Because he cares for us, he promises to help us bear our burdens. Psalms fifty-five twenty-two says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And we can trust in him to share all our sorrows. John sixteen twenty to 22 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she's in the travel, hath sorrow because the hour is come. But as soon as she's delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh away from you. Now in stanza three it says that he thinks about us. Never a heartache, never a groan, never a teardrop, and never a moan, never a danger but there on the throne. Moment by moment, he thinks on his own. He thinks about us in our heartaches and groanings, found in Second Corinthians 5, 2 through 4. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. He thinks about us when we are weeping and moaning, in Psalms 56, 8-11. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me, in God will I praise his word, in the Lord will I praise his word. The word continues, In God I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid what man can do to me. He thinks about us in danger, and because he's on the throne, we can go to him to find help. Hebrews 14, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, Let's hold fast to the, our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, and yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. In the last stanza, it says that he abides with us. Never a weakness that he doth not feel. Never a sickness that he cannot heal. Moment by moment, in woe or in will, Jesus, my Savior, abides with me still. Jesus has promised to abide with us in our weaknesses. Second Corinthians twelve nine through 10 says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, 
in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He has promised to abide with us when we are sick, offering healing for both body and mind. As in James five, thirteen through 15 Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. In fact, he's promised throughout life, in both good and bad, to abide with us. In 1 John three twenty three and 24, it says, And this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave this commandment. And he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. The chorus reminds us that Christians can have these blessings at all times. Moment by moment, I'm kept in his love. Moment by moment, I fly from above. Looking to Jesus till glory does shine. Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. Of course, as John says, if we want Jesus to abide in us, we must abide in him by keeping his word. But when we do this, we can have the blessed assurance that he will be us, be with us, and bless us moment by moment. And in an excerpt from an article titled, It's a Time of Miracles, Minister Rich Nath tells his Christmas Eve congregation a story of something that happened to his family many years before. He calls it the family miracle. The event took place before my sister was born. When my brother and I were kids, mom went out to Christmas shopping one evening, and while we stayed home with dad, I remember mom coming home shaking and crying. I don't know why until the story was related to me many years later. That night, while on the way home, she was driving along River Road. Most of that road is unlit at night as there are no street lights. Mom was about three or four miles from home when she got to a dark bend in the road that also has a dip. As she came around the bend and up out of the dip, she saw a pickup truck in her lane coming right toward her. There was no time to swerve out of the way and no time to stop. In that instant, she thought her life was over. She immediately cried out to Jesus and closed her eyes, waiting for that inevitable collision. Only it never happened. Literally, the next moment, she was on the other side of the truck, still moving and still in her lane. She opened her eyes and looked in her rearview mirror. The truck behind her now was still going and still in the wrong lane. Somehow, some way, Jesus saved her life. Whether she was picked up or transported or just allowed to go through the oncoming truck, Jesus saved her. There's just no other explanation. Apparently, Nath also shared this story on his blog because 
Another minister responded to this amazing story, this time connecting the hymn in discussion to a similar incident. A minister by the name of Ken Lombro, Lombardo tells the following story. I had an similar experience while driving home from uh, evening church service more than 10 years ago. We just sung moment by moment as our closing hymn. And the, the, that hymn had been on my mind all day. And I was singing it in the car. He continues by saying, In the chorus I sang moment by moment. I'm kept in his love moment by moment. I've life from above. Just then a car suddenly tried to make a left turn right in front of me. And in one motion I swerved my steering wheel to the right and then back to the left to stay on the road and try to avoid the other car. There certainly was no time or space to allow that. The funny thing is, I was still singing, as it happened so fast. So during the swerve, looking to Jesus, his glory does shine. Then back on the road, I too looked in my rearview mirror to see the car had made the turn, and I marveled, thinking the Lord had allowed our cars to pass through each other. I continued singing, Moment by moment, O Lord, I am thine. And of course, weeping to consider the depth of meaning now applied to that lyric. He says, I can't sing that hymn anymore without remembering that miracle he ends. Of course, heaven is a huge part of our salvation. And so it's not, and so it's not going to hell. But let's not forget the joy of our salvation we have here in the here and now on earth, given to us by our Savior for this life. Our Christian life is an attorney that begins in the here, right now. God has a wonderful plan for our life. It's better than anything we could think of. And being in the Christian family requires change, something most are resistant to. We love our routine we have established for our lives, and it gives us a feeling of control, another thing we have trouble giving up. But ultimately, no matter what we do, feel, or think, God is in control. Everything will eventually bow and declare Jesus is Lord. Our earthly life is about learning to release that control we cherish so much to our wonderful God and let him lead and direct us. Our life is so much richer and better the sooner we learn this lesson. He is worthy, and no other can be found worthy of our worship and adoration. There is no greater joy in this life than that of daily finding that very thing or things that God has made us for. There is no better happiness than agreeing with the Lord in every situation. God will allow and arrange the events in our lives to teach us things that make us better servants. It's a great rest when we surrender to this precept. We can and should enter into his rest. We can trust him. We can believe and trust him when we get saved, and we can continue to trust him with everything in our lives. Start your trust 
relationship with Jesus right now. Now let's listen to Forgive and Play moment by moment.
please go to our webpage and sign up if you're not a member. We don't sell anything here with this program, but we do get a very small percentage of the advertising money from our distributors for using our music streaming content when you play the music on your music format. You may already use Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, or any of the 50 or so worldwide distributors. It won't cost you a nickel more. If you don't have a music format subscription, you can go to YouTube and search for at We Are Forgiven, all one word. That's the at symbol. We are forgiven. And it's all one word. And join our YouTube page for free. We have two places to sign up there. One is a video page that covers our life travels and ministry and an audio page at the bottom that is just labeled theme. That's a YouTube thing. I do not know why they use that. This is the audio page where you can stream our music absolutely free. You'll find information about our Facebook page, Twitter, email, or call us at 859-494-5120. That's 859-494-5120. We do hope you have enjoyed this so much that you'll send your friends and family over to our website to sign up for our newsletter. By signing up, they could win a CD or USB drive with all our songs on it. We hope you will enjoy those. And remember now, we love y'all. God God be be with you. And and bye bye for now. now.